This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome to the Best of the Men's Room podcast. Let the shenanigans begin. Davis Big Dummy, 844-999-OLA. Oh, let's talk to Herman. Hello, Herman. Welcome to the Men's Room. Hi, guys. Hola. Herman, are you sober, not sober? Sober today. All right, Herman, welcome to the show. Welcome back to the program. Herman, uh, our men's room poll today, uh, you're going to encounter one in the wild. Will it be a crocodile, a chimpanzee, a shark, or a hippo? Well, I thought about it, and I'd like to see a hippo. That's one of my favorite animals. You understand it's attacking you, (laughs) and it's coming after you to try to kill you, Herman. It's hungry, hungry. I can do it. I I think I can just, well, it's not going to be scared of me. I'm big. I'm a big guy. Okay, all right, fair enough, Herman. I I, I see that. I, I I hope you're with me when we when we stumble on, upon a hippo. Oh sure, I got you, buddy. <laughs> I mean, you gotta get killed by one of them. Might as well be one you want to see. Okay, to hungry, that degree. Hungry hippos. Mm-hmm. See, Herman's in. <laughs> all right, Herman, or I'll call you Hippo Snack. Here's your question. Oh jeez. What is Watson, as in Sherlock Holmes? What was Watson's first name? That's uh, Theodore. Theodore Watson. Oh, I'm afraid that is incorrect. Watson's first name was Jamal. No, it was John. Oh, John, John Watson. Jamal Watson. <laughs> oh, he's a wide receiver. At left guard. <laughs> right. For your Charlotte Hornets. <laughs> All right, your next question, Herman. The Shenandoah Valley is located in which U.S. state? Shenandoah Valley. Oh, it's a song, isn't it? I should have known. Yeah, it's uh, called uh, Take Me Home Country Roads. Is that the song? Oh, yeah. It's, 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 uh, it actually, it, it, rever- it references the Shenandoah River, which is in the Shenandoah Valley. Okay, well, that's probably in the Smoky Mountains then. Uh, Tennessee. Not a bad guess. Not a bad guess, Not a bad man. guess at all. Virginia, right? Virginia. Yep. Okay. And the reason I know this is because the song Almost Heaven, West Virginia from John Denver references two very important parts. What's that? The he Shenandoah good. River. I do right? like John Denver. John Denver's a good singer. He, is he was. Yeah. Damn right. <laughs> I don't want to be the one that's over. Yeah. Yeah. Shenandoah uh, River is not in West Virginia. It's in Virginia. It's in Virginia. Right. But he sings about it in Take Me Home Country Roads. Blue Ridge Mountains. But are... is he singing about the state of West Virginia or... The part of Virginia that is west. Correct. That is the question. He's singing about, about Virginia. Western Virginia. Right. He's singing about the Blue Ridge Mountains and the Shenandoah River. So why does every bar in West Virginia play it? Because we stole it. <laughs> Straight up, they stole it. We took John Denver. All right, Herman. Your next question. How many brothers <laughs> How many brothers did Ryan lose in the movie Saving Private Ryan? Oh, boy. I never saw that one. That's, that's one of those... It's very uplifting. One of those scary movies, right? No, no. Well, no. It's not, well I mean, yeah. I, it is yeah. heart-wrenching. It is awful. You'll feel sad, but it is not a horror movie. Just so you well, know, 
Now I hate to tell you, Herman, because it'll be a spoiler alert, but uh, Ryan lost three brothers. Three brothers. Oh. In, in Saving Private Ryan. And because of that, wasn't that the onus for that law? They had to go find okay. yeah. uh, Herman, before we get to question okay. four, Herman, before we get there, I just want to share with you some of the comments coming into us in regards to you. And I'm just going to read them as they come in. It says, Dairy Queen Herman. Now I want Dairy Queen. I want to smoke That's a joint. That's right. I want to smoke a joint with Herman. We continue. Well, I, how about Bailey's, maybe? Oh. <laughs> not, not that. I already love Herman. Someone else says, Herman is sober? So Herman is the man. It's the Dairy Queen guy. Yeah, Herman, living. what is your standard order again at Dairy Queen? I get the blizzard with Oreo bits in it. A cheeseburger and fries with ketchup. That sounds delicious. It does. That really <laughs> does sound good. You are Every the man, day. Herman. All right, Herman, here is your question. The March of Dimes was originally founded to help find a vaccine for what? I think it's muscular dystrophy. Ah. Polio? Polio. Polio. Okay. I've been giving my money to the wrong people all these years. Damn it. All right, Herman, your next question, my friend. Which company created the slogan, we'll leave the light on for you? We'll leave the light on for you. Mm-hmm. It's uh, probably GE. Right? <laughs> that, that's that's not bad. That is a that fantastic That is not bad. <laughs> that is a great guess, Herman. Now, unfortunately, it's Tom Bodet from Motel Tom, 6. Yes, I'm Tom Bodet. Okay, well... And we'll... I'm still on the radio. That's good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, that's great. <laughs> got it. People got love it. it. People love it. Question six, sir. Yes, the more you get wrong, the longer you stay. All right. Here is your question. How many countries make up the United Kingdom? I think it's England, Wales, and Ireland. That's three. That is three. That's Scotland, right? Scotland. Northern Ireland. Northern Ireland. Right. Oh, oh, boy. Oh, boy. That's yeah. all right. It's four. The answer is four. Four. Okay. England, Wales, Northern Ireland, and Scotland. Yeah, definitely not Ireland. They don't care if you mix it up. Yeah. They don't even care which whiskeys. <laughs> all right. Here's the question. What two pieces are moved in chess to execute the castling maneuver? I'm uh, going to say the bishop and the, the horse. I don't know the, what the horse the is The bishop called. and the, the queen? You sound like you're starting a joke. The bishop and the horse. Walked no, it would be the king and the rook. King and the rook. Always king protect the, the rook. Sounds like a children's book. It does. Oh, you learn something every day, I guess. You do. You do, Herman. Never uh, stop learning. All right, here's your question. What desert surrounds Las Vegas? That's called the, uh, oh boy, oh boy, the Mojave. Yeah, all right, you got it. Please call anytime. Pleasure talking to you. Yes, sir. Connect with the guys. Find the men's room at facebook.com slash the men's room. Now, back to the men's room on the men's room radio network. A time for a little your guess is as good as mine. It's an easy game to play. We get a contestant on the line from there. You pick from one of two categories. Try to get as many right in said category before three strikes, and you're out. All right, Steve, who is our contestant? Ready to play your guess is as good as mine. Hello, Nick. Welcome to the men's room. Hola. Hola. All right, Nick, welcome to the program. Your category is today. We're going back to your youth here, and what we have is the top ten favorite characters from Sesame Street. 
So there are 10 of the best characters ever from the hit children's show, which we've all seen. Spans mm. all generations and all eras of Sesame Street. Then, oh, you know, uh, as you know, Americans say they love their cheese. We have for you the top 10 most popular cheeses in the United States of America. So, Nick, are you going to go cheese or Sesame Street on your guess is as good as mine? I'll go with the Sesame Street. You're going Sesame Street. Okay. Yeah. A recent survey asked Americans who their favorite Sesame Street character was, and since these were adults voting. Ah, okay. Uh, it was pretty close on some of these votes. So what you got to do is name the most popular 10 Sesame Street characters, Nick. Uh, let's see here. In the category, there are a couple new ones, but other than that, it's uh, some of the tried and true. Big Bird. Oh, Oscar the Grouch. All right, if you get put it this way, I don't know if Elmo's on the list or not, but the fact that he said adults did this, I would think that a little punk ass is not. And there's no need for me to call Elmo a punk ass. I don't even know why he makes me angry. Mm-hmm. But he does. <laughs> punk ass Elmo. Buy that for Christmas. Okay. <laughs> so Nick, we need uh, we need the ten favorite Sesame Street characters of all time. <laughs> yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll start off with uh, Snuffleupagus. Snuffleupagus. Get out of here. Mr. Snuffleupagus is on the list, believe it or not. Really? Yes, that's at? a fact. Uh, he comes in at number eight. All right. Number eight on the list, which is a pretty big Obviously, deal. Obviously, then you got Big Bird. You do have Big Bird number two on the list. That is correct. You sound like a man that watches a lot of Sesame mm-hmm. Street. I can hear it in your voice. <laughs> yep. All right, you've gotten two out of the ten. Big Bird. Big Bird. Hey, that big yellow Obviously, son of a bitch. Oscar the Grouch. Hell yeah. Oscar the Grouts, he was number one. Really? He was absolutely... No, I'm sorry. He was not number one. Okay, he was number three on the list, getting 9% of the vote. You know he was orange originally? Yes, he was. That is a fact. Yeah, the first year. Mm -hmm. How about the Count? The Count guy. Count comes in at number seven. Man, Nick, you're on a roll. Okay, you've gotten four of the top ten Sesame Street characters. Six remain. What about Bert or, or, uh, or Ernie? Cookie Monster. Cookie Monster was number one. That is everyone's overwhelming favorite Sesame Street character. Again, adults were voting on this. Right, but they've since changed him to what? Like trying to eat healthy? I believe He's so. your number one guy, man. Mm-hmm. He's the rock of the Sesame Street world. Now you want to, like, come on. He eats fruit. He doesn't want to be called a monster anymore. <laughs> Well, the monster, I get. Yeah, I that's think you're being a little harsh. That's a good point. <laughs> yeah. Is it one of them guys that me, 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 guys? Me, me, Come me. again? What, what other name? I know who you're talking about, but Beaker? honestly, I don't. The, the, yeah, the, uh, but wait, Beaker, uh, was he a Muppet? He's Muppet. Or, yeah, I think he's Muppet. Yeah, Beaker. Oh, that, well, yeah, it is a Muppet. Uh, no, Elmo. no Beaker on the list, but you're going to go Elmo with your next guess? Elmo is yeah. number two on the list. What? Elmo came in at 13% of the vote. All right, Nick, you've got one strike so far. There's just a couple left here on the top ten favorite Sesame Street characters of all time. You've gotten Cookie Monster correct. Elmo, Big Bird at number three. Please do not Oscar say Monster. Grouch at number four. The Counts and Mr. Snuffleupagus. <laughs> Mr. Snuffleupagus. That's right. There You're are awfully four, formal. There are four uh, Sesame Street characters remaining with two strikes. What's your next guess? Uh, I have no idea. Well, wait. Now, Ted brought up Bert and Ernie. Earlier, I thought to myself, Grover, because he was super Grover, which I always thought was cool. Yeah, I'll go Grover. 
Grover number five. All right. All right. All right. And we can't forget Super Grover. He's the man. It was his alter ego, of course. Okay. What about Bert and Ernie? Bert comes in at number nine. Ernie comes in at number eight. Ooh, what do you think that is? you've gotten every single one of these correct except for one. You have nine out of ten of the ten favorite Sesame Street characters. Only number ten remains. You have two strikes left. Who is your next guess? Now, think about this. Now, Kermit the Frog got his start on Sesame Street. So you're asking adults, in my lifetime, Kermit the Frog was there, and then he moved up to the Muppets. I don't know if he's on the list or not, but he was kind of the man. Uh, but I think if the, you're if there if it's a, a study, it's got to be just people like I don't think he would count because he's a Muppet technically, right? Yeah, but he started. But he was there. on Sesame Street, right? And you're asking right. adults like you know, sorry, man. To me, I'll go, I'll, I'll go Kermit. Kermit the Frog. No. What? That's crap. All right, Nick, we're running out of time. You have two strikes. You have nine out of the ten favorite Sesame Street characters. Number ten remains. What is your last and final guess? Peter Griffin. I have no idea. Peter Griffin is wrong. Oh, sorry. Is it Elmo? No, Nick. Elmo's number two. That's right. It's a trick question. Here we go. Cookie Monster number one. Elmo number two. Big Bird third, followed by Oscar the Grouch, Grover, the Count, Mr. Snuffleupagus, Ernie at eight, Bert at nine, and Abby, who is oh, a relatively new character. She's garbage. Who's pink and carries a magic wand. She came in. Abby Cadaddy? Yeah, man, I've seen her ass. She rolled up there with Elmo. Get him out of there. Get him out. She's an imposter. Reach out to the guys on Twitter at Men's Room Live. Now, back to the men's room on the Men's Room Radio Network. Hello, Steve. Welcome to the men's room. Hola. 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 All right, Steve. Random question, question for you. Okay. What did you accomplish while drinking? Steve, what did you accomplish while drinking? Some people, it's just mowing the grass. Other people, it's winning a beer pong tournament. Well, I just got out of prison. I've been in federal prison for 10 years, and I did a little bit of drinking in there. And uh, I was definitely that guy. Wait, what is I, that guy when you're drinking? Uh, were you drinking the uh, toilet wine in prison? Pruno? Uh, I mean, oh, oh, hang on. Hang on. Once again, bedroom colors, here are the seven words you can't say on the radio. <laughs> Sucker. Mother. And... Please keep those words in mind when calling. Now, back to the program. Now, when you say you were... Sorry about that. To be fair, I did just get out of prison. No, no, no. no we understand. <laughs> we understand. <laughs> we get it. We completely understand, no, we man. We dig it. But, all right, so when you say you were definitely that guy, what is that guy as far as being in a federal lockup? You know, it's one thing if I do it here, and like, oh, this guy always hits on chicks, she dances naked on the table. What is that guy in prison who's drunk? Well... I was that guy because if they made the wine, they brought it to me to get it first. You know what I'm saying? So you would test it to see if it was drinkable? Absolutely. And then I'd go straight to the poker table. Okay. <laughs> By the way, would you ever drink that now that you're out of prison? Uh, no. Okay. I, no. And, and when you go to the poker table, what what are you? Is it cigarettes? Is it What, what, what are you guys playing for? Stamps. What playing is, for books and stamps. 
Okay, books, oh, books and, stamps. and stamps. Okay, that's that's yeah. cool. and and all right. That's money and that's money and uh, that's pretty much all money in prison books. What are combined. what are like the hot ticket books? What I mean is it do people want books that are erotica? Do they want books where it's nonfiction? I mean, what are the books that people are really looking for? I mean, I don't know what you're talking about. So I'm talking about books of stamps. Oh, books, oh, books of stamps. stamps. Okay. okay. Uh, let me yeah, ask I bring you. A, I bring a flat book to the table and I get to play cards. What uh, okay? What is the technique? You go to the cafeteria. What are you what? grabbing? Wait a minute, I'm still confused. You're telling me people are playing cards in prison for stamps, or talking about putting money on your books? No, we're talking about for stamps because if you want something from commissary or something from you know somebody that's selling something illegal, you go to them with stamps. So that right. so that's the script of the prison world. Yep. Okay. Uh, when you when you're trying to make this wine, you go to the cafeteria. Is it the people who are working in the cafeteria who grab all the apple cores, or like what what is the what is the fruit that you're using to make the pruno? Um, they're basically bringing back a bunch of oranges and pears and stuff like that. Okay, and then how long? As far as the process, we looked this up once, and dead honest, we don't remember. But it's what like bread? I guess what to activate it, so no, to speak. You, you don't really want to use bread. You use uh, like syrup or something. And you pour okay, so you're baking this in someone's toilet, correct? No, we're making it in a big old plastic uh, garbage bag. Okay. That everything with the, the toilet, that's mostly just TV. All right, and and so where do you have to hide that that bag someplace, or is it yes, is it? Ex- we hide it in the ceiling. And then, <laughs> and then how long? Stop asking about us. Well, then how long would it take? All prisons are different. All prisons are different. You never know. <laughs> so, okay. Uh, and then, yeah. how long does it take to ferment and, and ready to be ready for you to walk in there and be the experiment guy to taste it? I hope none of my buddies know this is me. Uh, it takes about a week. So that's not long. Nah. And how much? Okay. How much do you get out of a garbage bag? Uh, you make about. You probably make about nine or ten gallons. Oh wow, wow man! Okay, I can't believe that hasn't fallen through the ceiling. <laughs> but <no. laughs> like in a wine bomb. And what, what would happen yeah, though right. if the guards bust you because you're hooking up pruno? They find your your bag of of hooch in the ceiling. Like, what is the punishment? What happens? Uh, you're going straight to the shoe usually. Okay. Wow. And that's where I stay anyway. So, <laughs> what do you mean that's where you stay anyway? I'm always in trouble. So how did you get? So did you just? Why guy got in trouble? <laughs> so you just? Yeah. He said he was that guy at the prison. Yeah. Drunk in prison, got in trouble. Yeah. So, what what did you get arrested for? If you don't mind our asking. Uh, meth conspiracy. Okay, so uh, to sell, I guess. Yep. Okay. See, like I'm from Iowa, so they give out a lot of time over there. And yeah, over here. that's okay. why I don't go to Iowa. Now, were you able to get anything else? Could you could you ever smoke marijuana or anything like that or get cigarettes? or How hard was it oh, to yeah, be? Yeah, we're doing all that. Okay, all right. <laughs> There's nothing that you can't get. Okay. How about a McDonald's cheeseburger? I mean, if you pay enough. Okay. I'm just Real, curious. Now, are, you, are, you, are you working this through the guards? Are you working this through people visiting? I mean, if I wanted a McDonald's cheeseburger, because that's got to come from the outside, right? So who yeah, am I? guards oh, only. Just guards only? Yeah. And is this a matter of bribery? Like if you're at a low or something. Okay, so if you had a visit with a family member and they wanted to sit down at a table and bring, I don't know, a Wendy's Baconator and just sit there and eat lunch with you, they can't do that during that half-hour meeting? No, you got to get uh, your food out of the machine. Okay. Okay. All right. Man, oh, man. Right. You really make prison sound bad. <laughs> yeah, I know. I started listening to you guys in federal prison. Now I'm in Iowa. I don't even know how to listen to you guys now. 
Okay, well, you just download the Radio.com app, and you're uh, good to go. And we'll put this on a promo uh, with you in it. If you're in prison and you don't know how to listen to the show, just go to Radio.com and download the app. All right. Just take five stamps. (laughs) Were you our only fan there, or do do people enjoy listening to our program? Oh, no, we loved it, especially, like, I was just back in the shoe. And me and my Sally, we stay up all night just to listen to it. Come on at 10 o'clock. Oh, thank you, man. Nice. Yeah, we appreciate that. I truly do, man. Yes. What's, the, what's the shoe again? That's uh, uh, segregation. Segregation. All ah, right. Okay. okay. Yeah, I know all about it, Ted. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I know it sounds dumb. I'm very happy to hear that the person population enjoyed the show, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's nothing awesome happening there, so hopefully if we can make you laugh a little bit, man. Yeah, they're staying up at night to listen. Yeah. What would you guys say your, your best, greatest accomplishment is while, uh, while drinking? Do you guys I, have any? For some reason, I thought you were going to ask me about what's the best thing you did in jail. No. <laughs> get <laughs> out. Get hurt. Yeah, exactly. Uh, greatest thing I've done drinking? Mm-hmm. Honestly, I've created children. Both of them are a direct result. And listen, I know how that sounds. And kids, if you're listening, there's a 50-50 shot. That's how you were oh, conceived 50, too, 50, right? 50 come on. I'm being nice because kids are listening. So maybe not. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, that, but that wasn't so much intent. You know, that was, I can have sex. And then I did. And then nine months later, you go, oh, yeah, look, look at what, what we've accomplished. Mm-hmm. But I mean, look at courage time, has helped me. Uh, talked to some women I probably never would have. You know what? That Thr- Thrill saw me once, like on a dock, and the next day he's like, "Dude, that girl you were hollering at on the dock was so no, hot." But no, go, no, no, you don't get rewarded I, for that. I don't even remember. Yeah, but then, you, no, no, well, because you didn't even. It's one of those things. This woman was drop dead gorgeous, and there were probably eight to twelve of us all kind of hanging out. Okay, so it's not like Ted was alone, or I, it's, we were all there. But this woman who was gorgeous determined, like Ted's the guy she wants to talk to, dude. And you were, I can't say you're laying down game. Because to play a game, you have to be aware that you're playing, okay? But <laughs> you were laying down words that you were funny, all the stuff you'd want to be. And, I mean, you were killing it. And I thought for sure, man, oh, man, mm-hmm. Ted, you just swung for the fences, bro. This is a, a, a grand did, slam home run. And it's the next day where you're like, what? It's like, did dude. anything ever come out of it? No, I didn't even remember. Ta- he, when he brought it up, he was like, dude, what happened with the girl? Right. I was like, what girl? I, I'm I'm just, just, we were on a dock? Yes! Man, you're sitting on a dock, you're both barefoot, you're sitting, you're right above the water, she is gorgeous, it's a beautiful day. Like, you could not have, it was like a notebook moment, for God's sakes, you know what I mean? (laughs) Here you are, Ryan Gosling talking to whoever the hell the chick was he's talking to, there's no way you could screw it up. And you screwed it up, because I didn't realize you were that drunk, though. Yeah. Because, during the conversation, you were holding it together. Oh, nice. So, some part, the part of you that was self-aware, because obviously 90% of you had left the building, but the 10% that was self-aware understood I'm going to lay this down. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be the smoothest cat I can be. And I'm telling you, I've known you for how long? 19 years, whatever it is. It's the best I've ever seen you, man. Yeah. It was the best I've ever seen you. People him. are still talking about it. And of course you don't remember. Nothing, <laughs> no, nothing. It's just like, nothing. what? I, mean, I was shocked when he told me. Oh, man. <laughs> what? Uh, I wanted details. I would also say, this sounds horrible, but if it's a Saturday and I'm being a, gr- I guess, kind of being a grown up and cleaning and vacuuming, yeah. I pop a couple beers. You got to be yeah. Why not? Absolutely. <laughs> Want more of The Men's Room? Download the new podcast from Miles and Thrill, The Greatest Story Never Told. Available on Radio.com. Twyla, Twyla? Twyla. Twyla squats to twirl her taunt curly locks. Twirly curly taunt locks caught in Twyla's top while... (laughs) Gawking at clock. So twirling... Twyla fought and unlocks taut curly locks. Three times back. Twyla squats to twirl her taunt curly locks. 
twirly, curly, taunt, flox, caught in twilight's top while, while gawking. Gawking's a weird word. It is. That's yeah. not the problem, however. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, the slit, the C Ooh. slid over. I've never even said it the way you said it, but uh, <laughs> that was bad. One for the loss column. And Ted versus the FCC. Can't get enough of the men's room? Listen to the men's room daily podcast on the radio.com app. Let me ask you that. In your in your years of doing this, what was the single most annoying or most popular toy that you saw? Uh that was that was it. That and the tickle me Elmo. And, <laughs> and, and, and and Dora. Dora the Explorer. Oh yeah. Oh god. Yeah. With yeah, her monkey named Boots. I had to watch that for about a solid seven months, man. And you know me. I'm just a cynic. I know it's a kid show. Dora, 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 the Explorer. Yeah, and she's got this freaking monkey. And I'm just sitting there with my daughter, and it's like, man, I'm doing everything I can not to just verbally assault the show because I don't want to ruin my daughter. But anytime Dora was bad enough, and she always freaked me out because if you're not familiar with the show, it's supposed to be interactive. The problem with being interactive is, you know, when someone on the other side can't hear you, it's not interactive. It's just weird. So... She says things for your kids to get clues, like, where do you think the banana is on the map? But then she just stops, and she's staring at the screen. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I'm telling see, you, man, I'm creepy. staring back at her like, I so, hate you, bitch. Okay. I hate I, you. I, I typically, I've been doing this thing for, I don't know, maybe 10 years or so, or, or throughout my life. If I, have, if I go to an event, if I go to a sporting event, if I go to a concert, whatever, I try to save the ticket. Sure. Yeah. And just, just so I can, you know what I mean? Yeah, remember. They, I just want to be able to remember all the things that I've gone to, and whether it's a football game, college football game, whatever. But during that point in time when my kids were really into that kind of stuff. Tell me you saved these tickets. I did not. And I wish that I would have saved every one of those tickets that I took to the Baltimore Arena because you can't escape the marketing. So when you have a channel like the Disney Channel or Nickelodeon or whatever yes. it is, your local cable provider. For an example, Steve, a Frozen is coming to town, right? Oh. The live performance. I wish someone now, had told me that. Right. Well, the commercials will do that work for you. And I have flipped. I have kicked my daughter out of the room. I have flipped yeah. the, the channel. I'm serious, man. But I saw Dora the Explorer live. I saw I'm Bear gone. in the Bay Blue Bay Blue Ox. or I don't know. Who? I don't know. The I hell saw, is that? I saw the Wiggles. I saw every Disney on. I see Clifford. I saw Clifford the Big Red Dog. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, I saw him live. Adora live. I mean, you name it, man. It was uh, if it came to town, I was there. And the best part about it was the first one I went to. They do an intermission. Yeah. So they do an intermission, and then they bring toys into the aisles, right? So my kids are there, and I'm like, "All right, show's over, but now you can buy a toy." So I buy That's like the these deal. Mickey Mouse flashlights or whatever, and we bolt, so I didn't have to stay for the whole thing. So far. I have not done too bad on this. I did one Disney on ice. This is for my daughter's birthday. I did Nemo on ice. Was she good? And it melted. But she was two or three. Her birthday's tomorrow, right? So this will be like the anniversary of it. But we had done, we had released the Men's Room Black, right? A really strong beer we have. I drank a lot that night, okay? And I don't remember what. I think I missed the cab. Whatever it was, you were there. But I broke my wrist. I broke my wrist. But the next day is my daughter's birthday. And by the time I get home, it's three in the morning, right? So I'm not going to the hospital. I wake up. Wrist is bloated. I'm in a tremendous amount of pain, but I can't miss this because I'm taking my daughter on her birthday to Disney. So I go to the thing. It looks so painful. I think, like, all of us, like, pulled aside and, like, dude, you need to get that. I I know, but I had (laughs) to go to to, It was her birthday, man. Yeah. Yeah. And I am sitting there, man. And I'm telling, I have never been in so much pain at an event I did not want to be at. And to her credit, it was a magical thing for her, blah, blah, blah. But I'm just sitting there just watching my wrist get bigger and bigger. Finally, the next day, 
I go to the doctor. She keeps asking me, well, what did you do to break your wrist? I said, man, I, I have no idea. I got drunk. It happened. I don't know. About 20 minutes later, now she does that. You know that thing that people do when they're, they're trying to appeal to your other side? Sir, honestly, what happened to your wrist? It's like, woman, I don't know. You keep asking me this. I can tell you anything I want, and it could be true. I don't know. I don't think you understand when I tell you I was blackout drunk. I woke up to this. Why didn't you come yesterday? Because it's my daughter's birthday, and even though daddy's a drunk, I still got to take her ass to see Disney on ice, all right? So I had to go through that one. The other one I did was Peppa Pig Live. I would go back to Disney on ice 100 times before I go back to Peppa Pig. The thing about Peppa Pig, it's just me and the two kids. It's at a local theater. And, I, and listen, I cannot explain how much I hate Peppa Pig. You think I hate Frozen Peppa Pig. It, this is next-level hatred. It's ridiculous. Yep. I'm a grown-ass man. But I take them to this live event, and we get there. This dude comes rolling up to me as soon as we get in, and he goes, hey, man. I like the show. I said, oh, thanks. So he upgrades our tickets. We're now mezzanine, front row, dead center. And it kind of pissed me off because two days before that, Alice in Chains had played there, and I did not get an upgrade for that. Like, sure. I don't need yeah. good seats for this. So the only other one I've had to take a kid to, it was like the Avengers. Mm-hmm. All right, so the Avengers comes to town. That can't be bad. Dude, it was I, awesome. I, I, keep thinking. I was down with I the Avengers, man. Barney, Dragon oh. Tales. God, everybody. I went to uh. Disney on Ice. I loved it. I was a Because you're a kid. Yeah. As an adult, man, not only does the event suck for you as an adult, because it's look, it's just not for you. But beyond that, and Miles had warned me of this before I got there. While you're enduring Disney, and I keep in mind you you walk through concessions and you see all this remarkably overpriced garbage that Disney's slinging. And it's easy enough to tell her, like, hey man, you know, we'll think about it. We'll bubble. On the blah. way out, let's just go watch the show. But when you sit down, they're like beer and peanut vendors at a sporting event. These guys walk to the end of the aisle, and all this stuff lights up and does things, and they're smart enough to know they flip the on button, and every kid is now taking their eyes off the ice and now looking at this guy, and you just see every parent look at each other. They got and, lights. And money's just flowing, yeah. dude. It's almost like when you look at the beer guy, like he's finally coming up the other. Like, yeah, beer guy! Like, exactly. He's like, flashlight! The difference is I buy my own beer. Yeah. It's, it's like, look, man, if she had the money, I'd be like, buy what you want. This. I think I walked out of having spent like $300 and all of it on plastic garbage that was either lost, broken, or no longer interesting within a week. It's like going to the state fair. It is. Connect with the men's room on Instagram at Men's Room Live. Flea from the Red Hot Chili Peppers, a little bit late earlier. Is he there? Flea? So sorry that I'm late. I was confused with numbers and times, and um, I'm basically blundering around through life like a blindfolded baby piglet. If it makes you feel yeah. any better, you have come to the right place. I realized that this morning I didn't set my clock back in my car. I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> hey, man, the book is called uh, Acid for Children, and it's out now. Are you, are you For doing the children. Acid for the children? Yes. Yeah. Well, Acid for Children would be better. Are you uh, are you going out on like a a book tour and all that as well? Yeah, I'm kind of in the midst of one right now, having a respite for a couple of days, and um, really enjoying that because the emotional whirlwind of the book tour is something I've never encountered before, and it's uh, quite jarring to the system. I would say it, it has to be tougher than like going out on tour because I mean, at least when you're doing music and playing music, you're performing what you've already written. And people can appreciate it, but you know now these are words, and people grill you about specific things you've said, right? Yeah, that and it's just kind of the unknown. You know, I'm actually kind of starting to get a handle on it now. But it's not, I mean, when we go on tour, it's, you know, taxing in a different kind of way. But it's a taxing that I understand, and I've done a million times. Is it, and it's always, it's always an emotional event. But when it comes down to, like, yeah, I guess you're right. It's like the literal aspects of my life and not an abstract form like music. What, what, um, what made you want to do this? You know, it's a lot. What made you want to write the book? Because you're right, you know, music can be abstract. People can read into things. 
but it's an interpretation that people have. The book's the book. These are your words, and you're explaining your life uh, pre-Chili Peppers. So, I mean, what have you figured out after writing the book? Well, you know, a lot. (laughs) (laughs) Um, One of the things I figured out is that I just really love writing, that, you know, the time in solitude, just sitting, putting pen to paper, for me was really valuable time. And as much as it was a book to share my story in the hope that, you know, the universal concepts of my story, regardless of, you know, the different setting of my time and setting of my life, um, like the feelings, you know, being a kid and like yearning for love and connection and all of those things we always want. Um, I, I just hope that it can be, you know, the sharing of story can be a thing that makes people feel less alone and it can be um, something to help bring us all together. That's what I was hoping. Well, I'll tell you what, yeah. I got a seven-year-old kid. I wanted to read to him the part about you wetting the bed. Like, look, bro, it's not the end of the world. <laughs> you will get through this. <laughs> is it? Yep, it's not. But when you're seven, it's hard. Yeah. 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 But, but the thing is, yeah. is that when you're a kid, you're it's, harder, it's harder when you're 11. <laughs> right. No, no. I feel, <laughs> yeah, that's part of the reason I wanted to share that. Like, look, this cat was 11 years old, man. Connect with the guys. Find the men's room at facebook.com slash the men's room. Now, back to the men's room on the men's room radio network. And now, the men's room proudly brings you bad jokes. Mike Hawk here to kick off the bad jokes. What is the difference between red and green? What is the difference between red and green? Apparently nothing if you're on a bicycle. Was that a Mike joke, um, or was that a professional rider joke? That was a professional rider joke. I know he hates those bicyclists, though. (laughs) Why did the blind man fall into the well? Does this have something to do with me? Because he couldn't see that well. (laughs) Say it up again, Miles. Why did the blind man fall into the well? Because Mike Hawk tripped him. Ah. Oh, on the bus, yeah. (laughs) Hello, Ty. Welcome to the men's room. Hola. Hola. So, uh, why is everyone in Athens afraid of sunrise? Say that again. Why is everyone in Athens afraid of the sunrise? Why is everyone in Athens afraid of the sunrise? Because Dawn's tough on grease. Dawn is tough on grease, yes. (laughs) Why was the Mexican guy bad at archery? The Mexican guy. Why was he bad at archery? Why Why was the Mexican guy bad at archery? He didn't have a habanero. Hello, Jeff. Welcome to Bad Jokes. Hola, bitches. Hola. So what do you call a fish that has two knees? A toonie fish? A toonie fish. (laughs) Someone stole my antidepressants. They stole your antidepressants? Whoever they are, sure hope they're happy. (laughs) Hello, Aaron. Welcome to Bad Jokes. Hola. I love my dentist. Every year I give him a little plaque. (laughs) All right. All right. Not bad. Today my son asked, can I have a bookmark? And I burst into tears. 11 years old. And he still doesn't know my name is Brian. (laughs) (laughs) My girlfriend broke up with me, so I stole her wheelchair. Guess who came crawling back? Oh. Oh. My wife is really mad at the fact that I have no sense of direction, so I just packed up my stuff and write. (laughs) My wife told me that for Christmas, she wanted something that could go from zero to 200 in less than three seconds. I bought her a scale. (laughs) 
Dad says, I was just listening to the radio on my way into town. Apparently, an actress just died. Mom says, oh, no, who? Dad says, ah, can't remember. I think her name was Reese something. Mom says, Witherspoon? Dad, no, with a knife. What do you call a French guy wearing sandals? What do you call a French guy wearing sandals? Philippe Philippe. <laughs> what did the bag of chips say to the battery? What did the bag of chips say to the battery? I'm free to lay if you're ever ready. Oh. Reach out to the guys on Twitter at Men's Room Live. Now, back to the Men's Room on the Men's Room Radio Network. Game is a big dummy, 844-999. Ola, who is our next contestant? Ready to play the big game. Hello, Zach. Welcome to the men's room. Big dummy! Yes, hello. Hello. Oh, oh. Yes, Zach. You creepy son of a bitch. Zach, sober, not Sorry. sober. <laughs> Zach. Uh, I'm playing for Team Not Sober. Team Not Sober. Are you a Zach with an H or a Zach with a K? Because it's very important on the radio. Oh, crap. One second. Let me move my phone so I can actually hear you. I'm going to put him down as an H. I think I'm right. Zach, men's room poll. Encounter one in the wild. Will it be a crocodile, a chimpanzee, a shark, or a hippo? What are you going with? A chimpanzee. What? We're all tied up on the listeners. Odds are coming out of that alive. You say what now? I think I have the best odds for coming out of that on top. (laughs) A chimpanzee. It's real hard to punch underwater. And I just don't want to die by anything that looks as ridiculous as a hippo. I agree with that. I hate that hippos are as bad as it should look meaner. Right? He's gonna rip off. He's gonna rip off your genitalia, rip your face off, and bite off your fingers and toes. Well, I figure so long as I cover most things, it will rip your arms off, then rip off your genitalia. I mean, look. I wish you luck. Okay. Yeah. Uh, By the way, I'm being corrected. Uh, A U is a U is not a male sheep. It is a female sheep. My apologies. Mm-hmm. Hey, uh, uh, Zach, did you say that you're not sober? Yes. And you're babysitting? No, I'm not babysitting. Okay. I broke into someone's house for those kids. <laughs> no, I'm uh, over at my buddy's place. Okay. Oh, it's his problem. I'm Zach. I'll get drunk and watch your kid. <laughs> <laughs> no, I got to step outside. To Just take pay me in beer. The pipe. Okay. <laughs> you know, in a pinch, you'd be like, call drunk Zach. Come all on, right, man. All right. We want to see this movie. Just watch the kid. Just sit here. Entertain them if there's an emergency call. We won tickets I didn't know. All right, here is your question. What two colors are most often confused by people that are colorblind? Uh, uh, blue and green. My mom's colorblind. Red and blue? Red and green. Red and green. That's why they hate Christmas. Mm-hmm. It's just gray is that and right? maroon. I mean, it makes sense. Imagine all the lights you can't see. <laughs> Things are just blinking. Oh, let's see what we have for you. What brand of seasoning was named after a famous prime rib restaurant? Uh, Jack Link? No, not Jack Link's. Jack Link's. <laughs> That's hot dogs. Uh, Smokies, right? Smokies? Lowry's, Lowry's, yes. Lowry's. Yeah. Could be a lot of things. Could be Morton's if you think they invented salt. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They did. Yeah. And they spread it throughout the oceans. They have great seasoning, Lowry's. Though. Yes, they do. I'm sure there's a pretty good place called Johnny's, too. We just don't know. I'm sure. Yeah. Your question. Who was the first person to fly solo across the Atlantic Ocean? Ooh. Amelia Earhart, right? 
She was the first female to do it, yeah. Charles Lindbergh? Charles Lindbergh. Or as his friends call him, Chucky Lynn. The cheese man. Cheese man. All right, your question. During the 1990s, what candy bar used Bart Simpson as a spokesman for their act? Uh, I want to say Chiefus. What did you say? Uh, the candy man. It's a candy, candy bar. Candy bar like Snickers, Milky Way, Hershey bar, candy bar. Oh, not the individual type. Uh, yes, the individual type. Oh, Kit Kat is it? No, Butterfinger. Butterfinger. Yeah. All right, question five. Did you say you went outside to smoke a bowl? You can't figure out candy? Sugar that much. Uh, okay. You know, can't be too it's healthy. Gives me a headache, but... All right, good question. <laughs> I feel like I'm talking to a... Talking to a spouse. Like, almost AI. <laughs> Who voiced the character Gru from the movie Despicable Me? Ah, uh, crap. I never stick around for the credits. What did you say? And I always <laughs> take the movie off. Who played Drew in Despicable Me, man? Yeah, the voice. Wait, seriously? Are, are, you, Zach, are you talking <laughs> to us or are you talking to somebody else? Zach, are you there? My buddy says Vin Diesel. <laughs> Look, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Don't listen to your friend, Zach. Vin Diesel was Groot. Yeah. yeah. Your friend is that's yeah. Groot. Uh, I think your friends Groot. are worse off. Uh, Steve Carell. Uh, Steve. Oh, Zach, man. man. Zach's turn. Yeah. I'm still here. Okay. All right. We you're working it. on question 90. Actor and producer Kevin Smith portrayed what character in the movies Clerks, Chasing Amy, and Dogma? I did not watch any of those. What role can you picture Kevin Smith playing and no other role? Kevin Smith. Soldier? Maybe? I don't know. That'd be Silent Bob. You heard of Jay and Silent Bob. He played uh, Silent Bob. <laughs> you make that sound that sad. Be, it's okay. If I'd known who it was, I would have. You would have answered. You would have answered correctly. Yes. <laughs> Probably. Yes. That is how the game worked. All right. Question we have made progress. Number seven, Zach. Yes. If you know the answer, tell us. All right. Here is your question. Which director was responsible for the highest grossing films of the 1980s? This guy was unstoppable at a point. E.T., uh, you name it. Everything. Close Encounters. Whoa! I bet you the kid's screaming the answer. Did he just hang up? Zach, are you still there? Yes. Okay. Uh, he's one of the biggest uh, directors of all time. Uh, George he's, Lucas? No, George Lucas's buddy Steven Spielberg. Spielberg, right. The guy who actually directed Star Wars. That was George Lucas. That, that was George Lucas. Wait, yeah. wait what? Okay, now I'm confusing myself. It was <laughs> Silent Bob. Yeah. I think you're pretty well okay. I think this is just you, Zach. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right, I feel like you might get this one. 
What is the name of the bar on Family Guy that Peter and his friends go to? Uh, the Tipsy Clam. What was that? The, the Tipsy Clam. The Drunken Clam. So Uh-oh. close. The Tipsy. Or be, yeah, I would have just said, yeah, he always just calls it the Clam. We almost gave that one to you. I was sure holding so close. One. So close. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my. <laughs> now, listen, listen. Before everyone's coming down on this guy, don't, don't you all feel better about being you? Right? Soak in the good. All right. Here's your next question. Sherwood Forest is home to what character? Sherwood, Sherwood Forest. Forest. I know yeah. that. Yeah, you do. Uh, you got this. Yogi Bear, right? No. <laughs> no, that's National Park. God damn it. It's Yellow or Jellystone Park. I think that's too. You know, in your own way, that's not the mm-hmm. worst guess. Zach, are you employed? <laughs> No. Okay, I was going to say, whatever you do, do not give a shout-out to your employer. Please. Please. Is it Robin Hood? Robin Hood, yes, sorry. Yes, it Robin is Robin Hood. Hood. Yeah. Not Yogi Bear. Some people would have said Little John. That. What? If I watched Robin Hood in the past five years. <laughs> is this your first time ever smoking weed? No. Are you sure? This is... Yes, this is my first time in past months not hitting the dab in uh, 30 minutes. <laughs> that explains a lot. Okay. <laughs> I wish you could have seen Ted's face. <laughs> what is tattooed on Popeye's arm? Next. Go to the next one. <laughs> Zach, did you hear the question? Yes, I'm just... I can't believe I can't remember that. We it was can. my favorite show as a kid. You actually watch this show? I know, right? Uh, anchors? Holy oh, crap! Oh my god! I can't oh believe my it. god! I'm gonna throw oh. my headphones oh. and run like hell. His mother is in tears right now. Want more of the Men's Room? Download the new podcast from Miles and Thrill The Greatest Story Never Told. Available on radio.com. All right, Wobbin, have we made it to drinking time? Somebody out there deserves to be recognized. And the men's room knows just who it is. So to you, we say, bottoms up, sailor. You're the toast of our shot of the day. Drink time it is, and as usual, we head to the drink desk and Seba Throw Hill to find out who we're toasting. Yes, indeed, and today we toast very simply, and I think most people agree, man, it's Veterans Day. You toast the freaking veterans, all right? You toast the veterans. They can have passed. They can still be alive. My father's a veteran from the Navy. It's just one of those things. It's something we take very seriously in this country. In case you didn't know, it was on this day after World War One. World War One ended in what? The 11th hour of the 11th day of the 11th month. They called it Armistice Day. We now call it Veterans Day. That's your first point of reference, okay? And since then, obviously, we moved past World War One, where they said it's the war to end all wars. Obviously, that has not been the case, and that's why Veterans Day is developed, as opposed to, hey, everything's good now. We understand what the veterans do, and I want to be clear. Look, Ted, I know you want me to talk about Vincent Spinoza, Spinraza, and I get it. This guy, World War II veteran, part of the 101st Airborne. Dude went on a beer run in the middle of a battle. It's stuff like that from the greatest generation. Yeah. We hear these stories. It's, it's a phenomenal story. Just to take his buddy a beer. Just to get his buddy a beer. Man. Well, two buddies, actually. Yeah. They both said, hey, man, can you? And he's like, sure. Gunfire going off, all this stuff. It's things like that. But more than that, also understand, you know, we have our beer, we have our sausage. People enjoy drinking the beer. They enjoy eating the sausage. But 
The point of that, it benefits the Fisher House. The Fisher House does nothing except help veterans. That is the point of and what we try to do here, members man. as well. Yeah. Yeah. So it's not just us. It's all of you. Thank you for contributing to that. Veterans, thank you guys, man. You know we mean that, too. Yep. So we pour this booze and we drink this booze because we think it's yummy. 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 So over the tongue and down the throat to party in our tummies. Down the hola, bitchola. Thanks for listening to the Best of the Men's Room podcast. Want more of the Men's Room? The greatest story never told with Miles and Thrill. Also available on Radio.com. Oh, man. A Double Flush production. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.